I'm Renee Silvis, and today I'm delighted to be talking with Jackie Amon. Most of us know Jackie as our spunky mayor of McCall for six years, and she was on city council for over three years with a total of over something about 10 years of public service. Her infectious positive energy has redefined what's possible in city public service. You may also know Jackie from her days at the Payette Lakes Medical Clinic as a physician's assistant, where I imagine she made everyone's day a little brighter. So what I've noticed that you have in common with these professions is service and people. So let's start with medicine. That was your first love? No, my first career, I was gymnastics coach. Oh, I started coaching gym. So when I was 18, 19, I moved to Seattle. And before that, I went, when I was, did my freshman year at Boise State, and they had a gymnastics team. I'd never done gymnastics, but I saw the gymnastics team working out, and I looked and thought to myself, I can do that, because I'd been a ballet dancer for 12 years. And so I joined the gymnastics team, knowing zero about gymnastics, learned some stuff about gymnastics, ultimately only did one year at Boise State, moved to Seattle, where I joined the gymnastics club. Mm. And the coach there was a high-performance coach. He was a um, National Hall of Fame coach. And he looked at me and he says, you're too old to be a gymnast, but you will be a very good coach. So he gave me a group of the top six second graders in our, t in our team. And that's where I started coaching. I had um, ultimately, several years, ultimately, I moved to Boise, where I was a head coach at Boise State from 80 to 87, head gymnastics coach. And during that time, I was invited to go to Australia with um, a United States team, a team from the United States. In 1983, I was invited back to Australia in 84. I was invited back in 85 mm. in the summer, of course, which allowed me to do some more skiing. And um, they offered me a job in 85. I skipped 86, took my mom to Europe in 86, and moved to Australia in 87 and coached. I was a high performer, one of the eight high performance coaches in Australia, came a Brevet um, international gymnastics judge, and um, coached there until I returned in 1993. It's so curious that it was gymnastics and not skiing, the thing that you yeah. didn't really like do yourself. You were able to coach it. How does that work? Well. You know, I, it was just serendipity. It really was. I wasn't planning on becoming a gymnastics coach. Uh -huh. I was going to do gymnastics because it looked like fun. It does look but like fun. But clearly I was too old to <laughs> do gymnastics. And uh, So what did, what did you need to be a coach? What were some of the personality traits or skills where you were able to be such an awesome coach? You know, I think you have to have a good eye. You have to have a good eye for positions you have to have a good eye for speed you have to go you know and you have to understand how the body moves through space okay. and because of my dancing and skiing and skiing that informed yeah, gymnastics yeah it all came i think it all came together but it mm -hmm. was serendipity yeah and it was a fabulous career i got to go all over the world i got to mm. do some of the most unbelievable things that i never dreamt i would do mm -hmm. Well, gymnastics is, gymnastics is something where you would be traveling. 
Yes. Because it's it's international. The scene is international, yes. right? Yes. So you got to fulfill that love to yes. travel. Yes. And somebody paid for it. It wasn't me. Yep. And I got to meet some really interesting people. Do some. I got to spend a month in Bulgaria because I was sent there by my boss to bring this coach out of Bulgaria, and it was during the Cold Cold War. War. Yeah. Yes. And I get to Bulgaria. And the guy who picks me up, he's this really tall man. And I'm going, man, this doesn't look right. Gosh, how could this be my guy? <laughs> and it finds out that my guy was in Canada. He escaped to Canada with his wife while I was in Bulgaria. It took him two or three days to get me a phone, mm -hmm. two or three days to get toilet paper. And um, I called my boss and said, hey, my guy's in, my guy's in, in Canada. What am I going to do? So I had to spend a month there working with the Bulgarian government, being spied on constantly because they always, they would always say, you know, I don't really want to eat that. Oh, you must eat. NASCO needs to know how much you eat. I have to report. My keepers had to report to the head guy how much I ate. I mean, it was all oh, so bizarre. So you're in the middle of international intrigue. International in It was so funny. And then I ended up meeting the um, Bulgarian coach in Germany, I believe. And then we were going to go on to um, Singapore because my boss wanted me to help prepare him for coming to Australia. But we got to Singapore and we couldn't get, he couldn't get out of Singapore, in, on, into Singapore because they didn't have the right papers. Yeah. So we went straight back to Australia. <laughs> back to Australia. Yeah. How did you get out of that and then into medicine? So when I decided in 1992, perhaps, 93, early 93, my grandmother passed away. Mm -hmm. And I was too far away to get home. Mm, she was from Weezer, right, right. hard to get home. So mm -hmm. I decided at that point I need to be close to family. Ah, and they were in Idaho. And they were in Boise, yeah. Okay. My grandma was in Weezer, and of course my parents were in Boise. So I decided to come home. And I knew when I was coming home that I wouldn't be able to coach at the same level, the right. high level that right. I was coaching right. at in Australia. So I figured I needed a new career. Mm -hmm. But you had a heyday. It was a wild, fun life for oh, a while. It was fabulous, yeah. And you were probably, something in you might have been ready to say, let's try something else. Yeah, let's try something mm -hmm. different. Something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think what prompted me to think about medicine was I sent an application. There was a big crisis in Somalia at that time. So I sent in, I finished a graduate degree in Australia where I was coaching. The, the kids would coach and would train in the morning from six to eight. I'd take them to school and then I'd go to university and then we'd come back and train from four to nine, train Saturday, train Sunday, compete on Sunday. So I picked up a graduate degree at University of Canberra in public health nutrition. Oh, of course. And I knew there was yeah. some trouble in Somalia and I thought maybe I could go there. Mm -hmm. So I put mm -hmm. an application in, but I didn't have the right credentials. They wanted medical people. Mm -hmm. So I came back to the United States and said, well, I think I'm going to go to medical school. But I figured out quickly, if I were in medical school, I'd be in my early finishing in my 50s, $200,000 in debt. There's got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So someone introduced me to the PA program. Oh, perfect. And I applied nice. to one PA yep. school nice and got in. Yeah. And, and it was a great career. You you enjoyed it as well. Oh, I loved it. I mm. I like learning things. I love mm -hmm. learning. I had, you know, outstanding teachers at Idaho State University. 
And when I graduated, I applied. Um, I was I asked by two or three different medical people to, you know, join their staff. I ended up going into endocrinology. And mm -hmm. I loved endocrinology. I had, didn't know much about it, but the, what, what brought me into endocrinology was the doctor who called and asked me not to accept a job from St. Luke's until they talked to me. So I had two job offers, one at the VA internal medicine, one at St. Luke's internal medicine. Mm -hmm. And she said, don't accept until you talk to me. And when she said, I, you don't need to know anything about endocrinology, I'll teach you everything you need to know, I go, I'm in. Uh -huh. Someone who's interested in teaching me something really interesting, I'm in. Yeah. I spent seven years in endocrinology in Boise, and then when I moved up here, went into internal med for 10 years up here. Mm -hmm. It was a great career. What did you love about it? Working with people. With people. That's what I yeah. figured. Uh -huh. Solving problems. You know, to helping, I mean, helping people might... My specialty became diabetes, and so I got to work with a lot of kids, little oh. kids with type 1 diabetes. Is that because it started to become more prevalent, so you needed to learn about it? No, oh, it was endocrinology. It's part of endocrinology. A big part of endocrinology right. practice is diabetes. Okay. And I loved it. I just, mm -hmm. you know, anytime you can work with kids in any capacity, you know, and help them feel better, keep them out of the hospital. You got to coach again. I got to coach again. It's just like coaching, yes. It is. It is. You're troubleshooting. You're finding, figuring out what, what works for each personality, who they are. Yep. So you, you were able to, to really hone in and personalize and tailor your treatments to people. Yeah. It was wonderful. I bet. And it's good for your brain. Because mm -hmm. you're always thinking. You have to study constantly. I mean, things change. I mean, the medical field changes rapidly, so mm -hmm. you always have to stay on top. And you like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like learning stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to get stale. You like being active yeah. and learning and moving, um, having an active life. And thinking, yes. No, I'm real, I was really lucky. It was a wonder. It how, was many, a, how many years? Endocrinology, seven. Mm -hmm. Internal medicine, 10. Okay. Because I was working up here at the clinic when I was on city council. You've done your life in thirds, like mm -hmm. about a third coaching, a mm -hmm. third in medicine, and a third in public service. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of nice and even. Yeah, it is. I never thought about that, but you're right. <laughs> so what then? How how did it? What happened to bring you into public service? What was that transition? So, Bert Kaluza, you remember Bert? Mm -mm. He he was a, the mayor prior to Don Bailey, and I was here up here in the house. And Bert drove up my driveway. And I looked out the window. And I go. Ah. Know what he wants. <laughs> you knew he wanted something. Yeah. yeah. And what had happened is Bert, who was the mayor, uh -huh. wonderful man, wonderful, mm. talented, prior, you know, previous forester, just a lovely man. He and his wife bought property in Lewiston and they wanted to get out of the snow because they'd spent years in the snow prior to leaving McCall and then they came back, etc. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I knew that he was going to ask me to sit on city council because. He'd hinted at that before. So mm -hmm. he came up and asked me, I, I want to move to Lewiston, but I don't feel that I can move unless I have someone that I'm confident enough in to be in, on city council. Take his had position. you done any committee work or any of the... I, I had done some committee work with um, the Transportation Committee, which mm -hmm. didn't last very long because Transportation Committee sort of 
fell apart, and then the local option tax okay. committee. So you'd had a little bit of experience. Yep. They knew you. They thought, hmm, we can tap her. So I knew, yeah. So yeah. he asked me, I asked my, I said to my husband, you know, what do you think about this? Because we make decisions together. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, that'd be fine. Give it a go. So I was entered. So what the process is, is you throw your hat into the ring, mm -hmm. and then Mayor Bailey interviewed everybody. I think, I think a couple of council members might have interviewed as well, but I remember Mayor Bailey in particular because we went to a restaurant, I think we were at the golf course, and he asked me some questions, and then he said, so when your time is up, will you run for election again? I go, well, I don't know. I've never done this. I could stink, you know. <laughs> Who knows? So they wanted to appoint you first to fill yeah. a vacancy, exactly. and then you might have to run for office, oh, you which you had, you had never done that before. I've never done that something, before. But something new. Something new. You're up for that. I am. Yep. So <laughs> I, was, I was selected and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. started city council in October 2010. What was that like? I mean, we all have different ideas about what we think city council's like. We think it could be tedious or interesting or complicated. How was it for you? Well, so my introduction to city hall was this. I went in, I can't remember if it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, it doesn't matter, to be sworn in. And it didn't dawn on me that I was being sworn in prior to a council meeting. So I said to you know, the staff, but, oh, I'll see you next Thursday for council. And they said, oh, no, you've got a court-ordered um, meeting tomorrow because that's when they were trying to solve the sewer district lawsuit. Oh, wow. So you, my, you, were, you got thrown into the fire. Oh, yes, that was my first introduction. So first mm -hmm. thing I had to do was rearrange all my patients. I had to mm -hmm. call and say, you have to t move all my patients off tomorrow because oh. I have to go... Mm -hmm. To this yeah. court thing. now, you have two jobs. So well, <laughs> two important jobs. Move the move, move the patients, <laughs> and then I had to read all of the documents right. the night before. I had to go for the meeting. A crash course in sewage. Yeah, sewage. Yeah, <laughs> and lawsuits that I never did. I mean, I didn't even yeah. know any mayor or mm -hmm. know any lawyers in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of baptism by fire. Yes, it was interesting. Or the baptism by sewer. Yes, the <laughs> the. The suit got settled, and then mm -hmm. I got to go to my real council meeting the next week. Okay. And it was fun. It, it was, was, inter yeah, interesting. was interesting. You know, I like to, first of all, what people have to realize is everybody has opinions about how the city and how things are going, but most people know zero. Yeah. I knew zero, mm -hmm. essentially. You know, because you think, I, I'll never forget saying, I can't believe when they were redoing um, 3rd Street, going or Lake Street, actually a long time ago, they were work, doing some mm -hmm. work on Lake Street, and I remember standing before I was on council saying to myself, I can't believe they're not putting any sidewalks in there. Not knowing that that was an ITV street. Uh, Didn't belong to the city at all. Yeah, you know, so yeah. there's all these jurisdictions, bits uh -huh. and pieces here and there that belong to different entities. Not everything that lives in the city belongs to the city. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first things I learned. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. But I like learning. Yes, you had to be informed. You had to know all these little pieces so yeah. that you could have a, make an informed decision. Exactly. And not sound stupid, right? <laughs> you, know, you don't want to sound stupid. No, not, not when you're in a meeting. Yeah. Okay, so city council for a couple years. You um, got you earned your stripes. I did my best. Mm -hmm. Got you know, and when you're in city council, you, you're also on a variety of other types of committees. So I got to be on a few, the YCAP committee that I was on. So 
um, I was on a legislative committee with the AIC. So, you know, you AIC is Association of Idaho Cities. Okay. Yeah. So you have to receive an education. You're being trained. Yes. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. Because real again, when you come into City Hall, unless you've been on a city council before, you mm -hmm. essentially know nothing. You know, I would want my mayor to sit on a lot of committees. Yeah. I would want my mayor to receive this education so that you can talk to different stakeholders yeah. and, and continue to make informed decisions. I like this process. I like it. And the thing about stakeholders are we have so many partners. I mean, the city of McCall is a smooth machine. I mean, it's a wonderful place to live, not mm. just because of the beauty. It's the people, it's mm. the volunteers. We really run on volunteers. So because yes. of that, we have so many partners, partners as young as kindergartners. I went and talked to the kindergartners a year or two ago. Little, little guy talking about the water. You know, we've got to do some pipes and this, that, and the other. He uh -huh. goes home and tells his parents. And, you know, from the kindergartners, to the first, second graders, to the senior citizens, I like to engage and talk to people. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You learn from the people, you learn from the process, and I like it a lot. So you never know who might say something that's gonna give you the piece you needed. Yeah. The piece, um, like this little boy, Some his parents may have given you an idea. Yeah. It could come from anywhere. It can come from A anywhere. solution, an idea. Yeah. Keep uh -huh. your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. And talk to the people. Yeah. And you, yeah, that's what I love about you is that you're so engaged and so positive. And people feel like they can say things to you. They, they probably, people probably tell you things, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh. And, but even, even that's usually positive. Okay. I mean, I have been a city, I've been the mayor again for six years, and I've only had two nasty grams in six years, which I don't think is too bad. That's, that's awesome. I mean, maybe as other wow. people might have wanted to submit nasty grams, but I only had two. <laughs> a nasty gram. <laughs> <laughs> I describe it. Only two. That's not bad. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And many, many more positive comments and happy grams that you have just forgotten about because there have been so many of them. Well, it's, <laughs> we have a nice community. Really nice So community. how did you decide to become mayor? What was that process from city council to mayor? Oh... I don't exactly know how I decided. I just, I just thought I could do a good job of running a meeting because really oh. that's my. I thought I could run a meeting. Yeah, and that yeah. was my. That's the mm -hmm. number one duty that I have is to run the meetings, the city council meetings. Yeah, that, that's your primary duty. Primary duty. Okay, that's what you know. It's you very it. unglamorous, isn't it? Yeah, but it's really interesting. I mean, I like to run meetings. I like efficiencies. Mm. And when when Bert and those guys were. You know, prior to Bert leaving, they would have council meetings when Dr. Whitty, Dr. Whitty, of course, was on the council meeting when I was on there, and she was mm -hmm. fabulous. But mm -hmm. prior to, they would have meetings till 11, 12 at night. I, I mean, remember. I heard about that. You just wanted more efficiency. I just, I was hoping, I was hoping that we could have efficiency. Yeah. And the efficiency that I think I brought, and I don't know if, anybody prior to me had done this but this I knew that we didn't do it when Don was mayor we had different you know form of communication but what I do in a city council meeting to you know expedite mm -hmm. the situation is mm -hmm. I make each council member own a position how do you feel about this 
first. First, yeah. I want to know where everybody stands, and once you know where everybody stands, then you can make the argument. Oh, and I because if, if everyone's in agreement, you don't have to talk a whole lot about it, right? And you just have to know how they stand. Okay, and you have that. You have to own that position. Okay, and I think that's has given us an efficiency. So mm -hmm. our meetings, I mean, sometimes we have a meeting that lasts till 10, but we've never had meetings that last till midnight, 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So I feel that that's sort of been a positive thing, mm -hmm. just the or reorganization to a small degree of how we do things. Yeah. You were coaching yet again. You were coaching them on how to be efficient, well, how to be in a meeting. Maybe people think I'm just bossy. That's okay. <laughs> okay. I try not to be. <laughs> So that was your primary duty. Let's talk about the thing I think I've heard you loved the most about being mayor. Weddings. Oh. Weddings. So I, so I just did two weddings um, New Year's Eve day. <gasps> did you know that? Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. But I remember you told me once how much you love doing weddings. I was, love was that your favorite weddings. part of the job? It was a great, it was a little bit... At first, because I'd never done them before, I was a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. But as you get more practice, you get better. So my best, sure. our best friends who have been together since 1994, they wanted to get married. They wanted me to do this, this ceremony, but they kept dragging their feet. So finally, early in December, I called them up. I said, I can't, be, I can't do the wedding after January 9th because that's my last day as mayor. Uh-huh. So if you want me to do it, you better get off the dime. <laughs> you give them a deadline yes. to get married. <laughs> so they came up here this last mm -hmm. weekend and New Year's, and they wanted to get married on New Year's Eve. I said, that would be great. Beautiful. And I asked them, I said, can I do it funny? They go, yes, you can do it any way you want. I said, perfect. So I write my, my funny little thing. I had all sorts of funny stuff in the regular vows, incorporating the regular vows, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But that same day, at about noon, I get a call from a young couple at Burnage Mountain. We stopped and got our marriage license on the way up. Wow. We'd like to get married today. Can we do it? I go, well, I'm doing a marriage, you know, a wedding tonight at my house at 7 o'clock. Why don't you come in at 3.30? They said, oh, great. We can do more turns. <laughs> so they came to the house, and I looked out the window. They had ski pants on, so I put ski gear on. Uh -huh. And they came up here, and we did the ceremony right here in front of the Christmas tree. In our ski gear, ski gear. and mm -hmm. they were the nice, oh, and all of my guests down below came up here, the new other wedding party, they were the witnesses, because you have to have two witnesses. You opened your home to these total strangers yeah, for their wedding. Last, oh my gosh, they were the kindest, nicest, most mm -hmm. enthusiastic, lovely people, and it was yeah. a thrill. It yeah. was really, really fun. So that two weddings in a day, and both of them were spectacular. Have you done any weddings up on the hill? No. Mm. No. Okay. I've done some weddings in Forest, but I've never mm -hmm. done a wedding at Brundage. Well, come on, everyone. They, somebody has another week <laughs> to, to do it up on the mountain. <laughs> on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done one in Brundage, but I've done one in a lot of different places. Uh-huh. Ponderosa State Park. So. And that's just something joyful for you. It's like a little perk oh, it's of fun. being mayor. Oh, it's certainly a perk as being mayor. Uh-huh. And you didn't know it when you became mayor. No. All of a sudden, it was this surprise to you yeah. that, oh, I can perform these ceremonies, and that was sort of a delight. Yes, it was a, and the thing that I liked the most about it is I never accepted money. Ah, uh, the mm -hmm. the fee for mm -hmm. the fee for uh, the ceremony was a donation to the food bank. Okay. And I never, I didn't want to know how much it was. I mm -hmm. didn't, you know, they had to handle whatever people could afford. That way, it took pressure off people, mm -hmm. and um, 
it worked great. Were there any late night ones or anything last minute or any? Oh, I've had a couple last minutes, a couple who came to the one couple, they thought that their marriage license was going to expire. Although, of course, I didn't know this either, but th these marriage licenses don't expire. Okay. So they called, it's going to expire. Can we do a ceremony? And blessed city staff, they were usually in these circumstances the witnesses. <laughs> you know, we get the flowers. And, you know, they were just, city staff always stepped up. Let's do it under this tree. Do you want to do it? It's raining. Mm -hmm. Do it in here. You know, I mean, we just sort of rolled with it. So we did yeah. have quite a few, you know, last minute marriages. People just show up and just call, can we do it? And uh -huh. sure, we'll figure it out. You know, Jackie, you can continue marrying people. You can be you can become a celebrant or get your um, oh. ordination online. You, know, you can continue doing <laughs> it. It might get in the way of skiing. Oh, indeed. <laughs> yeah. So um, performing marriages has been part of being made. Yeah, you want to leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, let's just make that clear for the record, everyone. Her days are numbered for performing wedding ceremonies. <laughs> get on the line quickly. Now, what about other kinds of ceremonies? Did you, were you ever asked to do other things like funerals or... I don't, I've never done a funeral, but I do welcome a lot of people, a lot of different entities to our town. Mm -hmm. So when the, you know, the firefighters unions or firefighters came to McCall for their, mm -hmm. you know, annual gathering, I would, inter you know, talk about McCall. I'd introduce, you know, McCall to them if they hadn't been there. So I did a lot of that, you know, welcoming people to McCall for a whole bunch of variety of causes. You must have loved that. I loved it. I always like talking because about Because you love you love this town and when yeah. you would welcome people that that's genuine. You really want to them to feel welcomed yeah. and to enjoy being here. I like to share which restaurants and you know what's open, what's closed and you know just thank them for coming. So mm -hmm. it was it was always a pleasure to meet groups. Yeah. And part of that was the tree. The tree was a big deal. The, the big, Capitol Christmas tree? Yeah. Oh, the best. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. Tell us about that. About the, the it was two years ago when Idaho McCall gave yeah. the tree for the nation's capital. Yep. And you had a whole journey with that. Yes. Oh, it was it was a highlight of my life. Mm. Um, when we found out that the Capitol Christmas tree was coming from our neck of the woods, I just looked at my husband, I said, Road trip, we're going. And my original To DC. Yeah. You knew. I knew. My original thought was we'd follow the tree. But then, but then I determined that I've, I found out because Kim Pearson from the Pat Force, who was so talented, she organized mm. the whole travel of the tree. She organized wow. the whole thing, and it took weeks and weeks to get there. Because they went through they little towns. They stopped at little hamlets. Yes, and every little town that they stopped at, even if it was three or four o'clock in the morning, the town came out to see wow, the tree. Wow, a tree tour. It went it on was, a tree tour. It was awesome. And I did, wow. we didn't go on that because I had work to do and lots of other things. Yeah. I couldn't do that. How many weeks to get to the capital? It took several weeks to get wow. to the capital. Okay. It was such an endeavor. And uh -huh. Kim, the, she you know, handled that all. She organized that all. And it was just a wonderful event. And so my husband and I, we weren't sure. And so even when we went to Washington, D.C., we weren't sure exactly when they were going to turn the lights on because every you know you just they just couldn't know so yeah. we figured well we'll give it six you know a few days here a few days here and somewhere in the middle is how it happened so we went to Washington DC and uh, my husband had never been and he just we just loved it we just went to all the museums and, and we 
just uh -huh. he just loved it. I loved. It. We had a great time, and uh, when the tree arrived, we had all of these receptions. You know, the different political people had receptions. You know, Senator Rich had receptions. We got to go to all these receptions, and I was invited by the chief of the forest, Tom Tidwell, who now lives here, to speak at the reception for all the foresters, and I got to speak about McCall, mm. and it was. Oh, it was a fun speech. It was so mm -hmm. much fun to be able to speak about City of McCall in front of yeah. all those people. Yeah. That was great. You got to show off this area. Yeah. And it, it was and before that, REI had a big party. And so thanks to the local people in McCall, I went and gathered books on Brundage, um, trinkets from all the different, you know, businesses who wanted me to take stuff. So I took all of this stuff, including this big um, poster that showed all these pictures that I'd taken of McCall and gave away stuff to to the staff who worked in Washington DC staff who were from Idaho and they were homesick oh. and they all took books they all got pins they uh -huh. all got all of it went yeah and they just and that was from the generosity of the city of McCall and mm -hmm. back to Washington DC and you, you took was, McCall to DC I did it was so fun <laughs> it was and it was just delight. And by the way, not a dime was, the city did not pay a dime for that trip. That trip my husband and I paid for. Because uh -huh. some people think, well, mm, she mm -hmm. uh, spent all this mm -hmm. money, the city, it was not city money. Mm -hmm. cost, I think it cost us about 5000 for that trip. It was worth it though. Worth you, every penny, you, absolutely. You had such a great time. It was so mm -hmm. fun so to share my call. Yeah, you were an ambassador for this area. It was great. Just giving, just giving people these gifts. It was a, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's joyful. It, that was a, a real blessing for you. Oh, it was the best Christmas ever. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Because yeah. it could have been a lot of work, and instead you turned it into fun. It was fun and joy. Yeah. Wow. And I understand when you were there, you did a little, did you do some legislative legislative work? You worked with legislatures? Did you just, just meet with people? Just, well, I just met with some legislatures, you know, okay. met with, with our legislatures. Anything important happened or did no. you, were you able to advocate for anything? Or? No, it was more just, it was a, it really was more just a celebration. Okay. You know, they were mm -hmm. there to, um, open their offices and open their spaces to the, the we the visitors so it, there wasn't any really politic in there it was more just merry christmas thanks so much for having yeah. us here and that was probably nice for them to yeah to keep it like that yeah. for everybody no yeah. politic and just joy just and joy. celebration yep okay now i understand as well that you do a lot of work in this area with kids with the high school at the elementary schools um, what, all, what, what have you done with children in the schools over the years? So mostly with, with the, the little ones, especially the elementary school. Mm -hmm. And Val is mm -hmm. a fabulous. Oh my gosh, she's a fabulous principal. So anyway, I, in October, Blue Cross sponsors a walkathon. And when they first started to sponsor, they had a um, competition between mayors. And I am super competitive. And, <laughs> Indeed. You know, and I, I never won. The guy from Emmett won two years in a row. Walking. Walking. But I averaged 35, 36,000 steps a day. And That's I, a lot. That's still, a lot. Well, I, I actually have a new knee because of all that walking. <laughs> I had to have surgery after all that. But anyway, I would go walk with the kids as part of the walkathon, October walkathon. 
After school, during, during school? Well, during their lunch hour. And okay. they, and they oh. all have different lunch hours. Of course, mm -hmm. you learn all this when you go to school with uh -huh. preschoolers, with little kids. And I walked with every age group, and it was a kick in the pants. We'd walk around the field, and they would run, and they would jump, and we'd do, you know, fly like an eagle, and we'd do be an elephant, and we'd do all these different things. And it was so much fun. So that's... And I did that, I think, for four years in a row. They stopped doing the mayor's contest after the second year because mayors were killing themselves trying to get... <laughs> Getting new knees. Yes. <laughs> and so then they just went, if you get... And what you won is you won $1,000 for, oh. for your city. Oh. By so, walking the most amount of yeah, steps yes, or miles. Yes, yes, amount of steps. So huh. the next two years, I said, anybody who gets on average 10,000 steps a day will get $1,000. So I was able to get $1,000 without mm -hmm. killing myself. Mm -hmm. Who sponsored this city. program? So, um, Blue, Blue Cross. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And they would give, you know, $1,000 to spend yeah. in our city. And the first year, mm -hmm. I spent most of it on helmets for the kids because I noticed in the skate park and stuff, kids wouldn't have helmets. So that's where we put the money. And then as time has gone on, we put money in different parks and recs activity. Mm -hmm. um, this last year I got, was invited to a leadership academy. Mm -hmm. And that's also by Blue Cross, mm -hmm. and they gave me $10,000 for that plus my $1,000. So we're going to give... They gave you $10,000? For that leadership committee. And some of that nice. money is going to go to a community garden. Okay. For the work by the um, high school kids. At the high, at the high, high school, school, they're going to bring that back. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it's going to a comprehensive climate change strategy for the city of McCall. Okay. And we're partnering with Moss. Nice. So, and you got to contribute to that and help create these yeah. partnerships. Yeah, that's that's where my money's going. Okay. That you earned from walking. Yes. And walk with the mayor. I mean, you you've instituted walking meetings at the city. I did primarily because city council, up until we just did the remodel, never had an mm -hmm. office. Mm -hmm. We had no place to visit, so we would visit here. We'd visit there. So I decided, especially if the days are nice, we'll just do walking meetings. I love that idea. Tell yeah. me how you would do that. How I would you have say, a walking meeting? Meet me at City Hall and off we go. How many people could be in a walking meeting? Generally, it was just one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Maybe two-on-one, -on -one, but generally mm -hmm. it was just one-on-one. -on -one. People had a certain issue or they were visiting or whatever, and uh -huh. we'd go on a walking tour, which was sort of nice, especially if they'd never been here, because uh -huh. it gave me an opportunity to share Centennial Plaza, Legacy Park, you know, show them the beautiful spots. I remember when I was in a leadership academy, we talked about this. Yeah. And we said, well, Jackie does these walking meetings, so, so we're going to do it too. Yeah. And we did walking meetings as part of the, the health day. Yeah. Because we were just, we loved the idea of the walking meeting. Oh, it's great. We could consider you the walking mayor. Well, <laughs> well I am pretty much the walking person. <laughs> So walking meetings, but no skiing meetings. We, no. Well, you've got a few more days. You can yeah. have a ski meeting. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if it'd be safe. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> walking meetings. And at the high school, did you work, did you do something separate with the high schoolers? Usually what would happen, would do, what I'd do with the high schoolers is I would be asked by one of the teachers, Melissa Coriel would ask mm -hmm. us to come listen to their speeches because oh, they would have these speech, speech, speech and debate, speeches, debates, and uh -huh. things like that. And so we would critique them. Oh. And I always thought that was sort of fun uh -huh. and interesting. So I liked doing that, but it wasn't 
as entertaining as the little kids. Right. Yeah. Much more serious oh, speeches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> but they did a great job. And I enjoyed that, too. Mm -hmm. And this, you got to do all of this as, your, as part of your, not really a responsibility, under the, the hat of the mayor. Yeah. You could, you, were you able to kind of pick and choose what you wanted to do a lot of times? Well, you can always pick and choose what you want to do. Because there's probably, probably other things you could have done that you decided, ah, I don't want to do that. I, I want to go think, walk with the kids. I didn't think I, I don't think I ever said no to anybody. Really? I, I can't ever. Huh. No, if someone wanted to talk to me for some reason, we would figure it out. We'd figure right. out how to be able to do it. If somebody wanted you to attend something or yeah. they wanted some kind Girl of contribution. Scouts, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, any, anytime, anywhere. Uh-huh. They would want you to s somehow contribute or show up. Visit, talk, mm -hmm. listen. You know, all of the things that, you know, and the, the, like I said, the best part is with the kids. And the Girl Scouts last year put on a forum that was fabulous. There were four women, professional women, myself and three others. And the Girl Scouts were so talented. They had it at the senior center. They had all the tables set up with all the flowers and the coffee cups and they set up everything themselves. They were all dressed up and they probably had 10 moms there who were all the scout leaders and they had their questions all written down and they would ask these questions of each of us. It was spectacular. And they were little kids. They were eight. I mean, they were, they were brownie scouts. I mean, it was, it was wonderful. Hmm, because it felt professional. It they, felt like oh, you, they were so professional. Giving them a taste of adult life. Yeah. Uh huh. And hearing, um, in, being inspired by yeah. professional women. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. It wow. It was just great. Yeah. You can't beat the scouts. So you know, was, and then our Boy Scouts help us with Firewise Day. You know, they come, they, um, last year they left a bunch of leaf bags on the, mm -hmm. the doors, the woodlands. Mm -hmm. And then said, we'll pick them up on Saturday mm -hmm. if you want to fill them up. And then they go pick them up and bring them to the Woody Debris and, yeah. you know, they're engaged. So Firewise has been another one of your projects. Huge project, yeah. I started that with um, Bill Meyer, Dr. or Mr. Bill Meyer. He was a chief, chief of um, the fire department at that time mm -hmm. because in my mind, the number one risk to our community is wildfire. I mean, it's not going to be a hurricane. It's not going to be a tsunami. It's going to be wildfire that's mm -hmm. going to threaten or take yeah. down our community. Right, right. So I worked with him and I went, we, I found, um, organized a committee with different people from different neighborhoods mm -hmm. in order to get the word out to all neighborhoods on what we're working on pursuing. And so we've been doing that for several years. And our goal is to get every neighborhood firewise, mm -hmm. to educate them, to teach them how to do it, and to get them to limb up their properties, get rid of their needles, protect their homes. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole, that's the agenda. And we've got several neighborhoods on board. We just have to keep marching on to get all neighborhoods on board. How far along do you reckon we are? Uh, we're a third. Oh, Maybe. wow. So We've got a long ways to go. A lot more work to do. Yeah, lots of work to is do. Is this something you'll continue um, being active in, FireWise? I'll probably, I, have, I promised my husband a year of no committees. Ah, I like that. So I'll uh -huh. do the year and then we'll negotiate year two. <laughs> we'll see. Because you'll, you'll, you want to see what it's like to 
not be so engaged yeah. in public service? What will you find? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. But the committee itself is going to continue. Yes. So the Firewise Committee will yeah. continue. That's going. Yeah. That's up and rolling, and you're yeah. you feel really. Um, that's a source of pride or accomplishment for you. Oh, I'm thrilled. I loved it mm -hmm. that we actually was we were able to do something. Yeah. And even though it's it's incremental, and even though we're not, we haven't reached our goal, it's a goal that we'll continue to work on. Yeah, I, that's not something that happens just overnight. Yeah. People need to be educated, and there's a buy-in. Yeah. I can see where that could take people a while, and especially when you have so many second homeowners. So you have oh. absent home owners right you know most of the year so mm -hmm. it's uh it's not as easy as you would think it would be but mm -hmm. still in all people are buying in and people are participating mm -hmm. and they're helping their neighbors participate and it's not that hard right I mean limbing right. up your trees is mm -hmm. not that hard you know moving your get rid of your pine needles moving mm -hmm. your wood I mean there's things mm -hmm. that you can do yeah. that are that'll yeah. help protect your home well done so what else as mayor or even in, in your life of medicine, what else has been like highlights for you or a source of joy or accomplishment? Oh, gosh. part of your legacy. We're, I feel like we're really talking a little bit about your legacy. Well, I think the fourth, I think a culture change that we made with the 4th of July up here. Oh, right. Was huge. You feel good about that? Oh, my gosh. Two, so 2015 was a terrible 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when there was so much bad behavior you know, risking life and limb, disgusting behavior in my mind. There, there's a um, website called Macaulaywood that is, hmm. it's sort of almost soft porn. Okay. And this this promoter took made this Macaulaywood YouTube video, and that's what attracted lots of young people here, and da 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 da, da and caused all sorts of mayhem. Yeah. And I mean, they were people were defecating on the decks of businesses, vomiting everywhere, gl broken glass everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a horrible time, and we really needed to change the culture. So yeah. after that, and the thanks for the Chamber of Commerce, they sent out a petition, or not a petition, they sent out a survey to mm -hmm. find out what people thought. Mm -hmm. I remember. Oh, yeah. And then that survey showed that most people who responded to the survey wanted to change. They mm -hmm. wanted to change the culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we brought... You know, that took leadership for you and the city to say, we're going to change this. We're going to go up against years of established culture. Oh, absolutely. What people think of as the tradition of McCall, it goes back years. That took a lot of courage for you to go up against that. Well, I think we had to yeah I mean, you're right it's been last when I was a teenager which was a long time ago my dad would never let us come to McCall on the 4th of July yeah, yeah. it was that bad way. back mm -hmm. then so I so the steps that we marched through to allow us to make the culture change mm -hmm. is I brought all the agencies together all mm -hmm. the police agencies all the agencies involved in this process to find out our first question was do we have a problem everybody <laughs> said yes then the second then we we met again then I sent them back. I said, okay, find the tools that you have to help mitigate this problem. Then they came back with tools. Then the third meeting, we made a plan. Mm -hmm. And we really decided that alcohol fueled the bad behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's when we decided to restrict alcohol for the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And the first year was a little rocky. It got out that 
you know, we were going to be a dry county and dry city, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. And it was all, a little it was bit all of misinformation. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the second year, and what we learned is the city has to control the message. Ah. And we have a fabulous communications uh -huh. director in Erin Greaves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is a rock star. And she helped message it. We got the message right. We got the message on time. And every year it's gotten better and better. And people yep. will stop me in February and say thank you for the 4th of July. Oh, we love it. We love it now. Yeah. We can relax and enjoy being here and, with our yeah. families. Locals come back. Locals join uh -huh. in. Uh -huh. Locals yeah. always left town. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, no, that's been a You feel huge... really good about that. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm yeah. thrilled. Yeah. Have to keep eyes on, you know, another mm -hmm. council over time or different council members might want to go back to the good old days, but the good old days weren't that good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, there, and something was going to happen that we all would have regretted. Oh, it's a health and safety issue, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So, um, six years, these are some, some awesome accomplishments. Are we missing anything? What else? Oh, something's always going on with the city. What, what, what else is part of your legacy that that you feel, just for the record, that we want to just remember oh, to gosh. say today? It's hard for I mean, I've got a list here. Okay, you all can't see this, but Jackie has a legal pad <laughs> with about five pages of notes as mayor and all the awesome things that she's done for our community. Well, you have to remember, I don't do anything myself. It's always a team effort. I'm one yeah. voice, one person. Mm -hmm. And with our form of government, I think that's what people don't understand, is that we're a council manager form of government. Meaning that the city manager, mm -hmm. who is a rock star, Annette Spicker. Yeah, we like Annette. Oh, she's so good. She runs the city. Mm -hmm. And the city, the city employees are responsible to her, but she's responsible to the council. I remember a few years ago there was a debate about mayor versus city manager. Mm -hmm. And for you, the structure we have right now where the city manager runs the city and the mayor gets to do the fun things. Yes. <laughs> this, this works. You think there's something about it that oh, is absolutely. efficient. Absolutely. So the efficiency that we get with this form of government, in fact, mm -hmm. our form of government, the manager-council form of government, is the most popular in the United States. However, in the state of Idaho, there are only three cities, McCall, Twin, and, okay. and Lewiston, that have our form of government. But what we have is a professional running the running city, the city. And not some politician right. who doesn't know his bottom mm -hmm. from the hole in the ground mm -hmm. is not running the city. So you've got professional running the city, You've got continuity of staff. Mm -hmm. The staff is, you know, responsible. The, the um, city manager runs the staff, and you have good staff people. You don't have the, the, you know, council member's uncle running public works. So, and then you've got council. And so you've got stability of staff. You've got a professional running the city because cities are complicated. Yeah. Really complicated. When you've got water, you, we used mm -hmm. to have sewer, water, mm -hmm. sewer, airports parks, golf course, all these different, you're juggling a lot of balls, you want a professional around the team. Yeah. And then you've got the council that has oversight over the city manager. And I think it works, it works. the best. So you, you're like the queen. Your role is more ceremonial. You get to do the fun things. I get to do the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your vision for the city now? Like, Where do you think we're headed? Or what do you think the next mayor will have to work with or have a look at? What's next for the city from your perspective? So fortunately, we have some really good planning documents. 
And these mm -hmm. planning documents are requirement by the state. Comp plan, everybody has to have yep. a comp plan. And that's really our guiding light. Mm -hmm. That's the road we will travel. And that the, those, these planning documents are the voice of the people because the people who participate in making these planning documents. Mm -hmm. So when you have the voice of the people in the form of a planning document, you've got the map. Mm -hmm. You've got the road to walk. The map is already there. The map is there. You it just, just keep We've walking. spent years creating the map. So now follow the map and yep. follow, the, follow the steps. Yeah. Okay. So the next mayor is going to walk into um, a really organized, structured um, professional team. field. Yep. Okay. Professional team ready to execute their um, policies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The work, a lot of the work has been yep. done. The library expansion is the next oh, big thing. That's the next big thing. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. We need it. And it's not controversial. Everyone is in favor of that, Everyone, is my sense. That's right. People love the library. Mm -hmm. And when you get 30,000 people to visit that library every year. We have 30,000 people 30, walk through that door. 30,000 people walk through that door. That's amazing. It's huge. I mean, to that little building? Yeah, and that's right, to that little building. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's going to, the library expansion is a big deal. Yeah. And we're going to have to bond for it. Mm -hmm. But I think we can make the argument that it's really important and yeah. it'll be. You know, it'll be wonderful. Yes, it will be. And you'll get to sit back and enjoy it enjoy and watch it. it happen. Yes. Just watch it happen. And for you, ma'am, what is next for you other than some days in the powder? Well, the most, the most fun thing for us is we're going to follow the storms. That's what we do. Follow the storms. Yeah, we're going to ski. We're going to follow the storms. And we've got all of our gear. In, we've got a whole set of gear in Switzerland because my husband's from Switzerland. Uh-huh. So when we when they get snow, we're just gonna get on a plane and go. So that's sort of wherever the snow is. Wherever the snow Canada, is. Canada, Switzerland, wherever. Australia. Maybe. Yeah, that's what well, that was the reason I took the Australia gig so I could get extra ski seasons. Uh-huh. And I had six ski seasons in a row. <laughs> so um, do you have some new skis to celebrate your new life? As yes. You got some new skis. New Good. Skis. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh Jackie. It's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. I wish the best it. for you and oh, your ski, you. new ski life. Thank you. So just recreation, and family, and time for you. Thank you. Is it going to be um, hard? Do you think for you to do that and to ignore the news or the paper? It is. I'm going to try not to. You know, we we live stream our all of our city council members. <laughs> right. You could be watching those. I don't really want to do, do that. Do we have to set a rule? Is there going to be a rule, no live streaming? I, I'm going to try to refrain for a while as I get mm -hmm. over, as I get back to normalcy. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. And no weddings, just yep. your, th that yep. was part of being that was, mayor. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was great. Well, I hope you really are able to relax and enjoy this new life. I, 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 I For myself, I'm grateful for your tenure. For me, you have taught us that being a public servant can be an act of joy and celebration and that it can be positive. And I hope others have also received that and that that ethic yeah. sort of carries over. Oh, it's, you know, for me, people have to have perspective. I think that's one thing that we forget. Uh -huh. You know, we are so lucky to be, to live in this country, to be able to live in this town Nobody's bombing our city. Nobody's killing our children. Yeah. We have food. We have water. We have all that we need 
and we need to embrace it mm -hmm. and be grateful for it and quit complaining. I'm Renee Silvis with Spotlight McCall. Music compliments of Broken Horn Monday Jam Session. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Now go and find some inspiration.